Today on the Shrew Dudes Podcast, we are going to talk about the Olympics, Joe Rogan, and some other American stories, but we're definitely going to do a deep dive into Canada because a crap ton of stuff happened this weekend. We're going to talk about Ottawa and the nonsense that's going on there. We're going to talk about Coots and uh, you know, give you some um, give you some updates about what's happening in the border crossings in Coots. And then uh, we're also going to be talking about some of the backlash and some of the um, some of the uh, outcomes that happened because of these protests, uh, including some videos. Finally, we're going to talk about um, how the Saskatchewan and Alberta government have supposedly opened up. Uh, did they or did they not? We'll, we'll let you know. And then finally, we're going to give you some uh, little background on some of the science that they might have missed and neglected to include in their decision-making. All that and more today on the Shrewd Dudes Podcast. Yay. Okay. Another Tuesday. Hey, Tuesday. we're back. Here we come. And yes, we are sorry right. for everybody on Thursday who you didn't miss the show. There was no show. There was Danny no show. was busy doing yeah. something which we'll talk about in just a second. And I was mm -hmm. basically worked sick. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I was yeah, feeling really, bad. really rough. I was That's feeling right. So bad on Thursday. Stephen was feeling bad, but I was feeling pretty good because I uh, went and joined the slow roll convoy. Down 16th Avenue, uh, yeah. which there's quite a few of those uh, running around right now, and that was pretty yep. awesome. There was just uh, another, but the other thing. There was another convoy yesterday morning, I believe. Yeah, there's quite a few. There's even one on the weekend that got a whole bunch of tickets. We'll cover in a, second, a little while. Yeah, but, my um, my coworker they, yeah. actually drove past that because we were working yeah, for yeah. like a few hours on Saturday, and he's like, "Yeah, I was driving past like the Freedom Convoy," and he's like, "I was honking and blaring some music, and it was awesome." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, boy." <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. That's what I like to see. Uh, but the other thing that was really cool this weekend was um, um, on a whim and through a lot of prayer, I decided to go down to the Coots protest. And um, through uh, the generous donations of an, a lot of amazing people, I raised about $750, uh, 500 and a bit of which I actually donated directly to the uh, Coots protesters. And uh, yeah, look, if you see, as you can see in here in some of the pictures, I don't know if you're putting them up here, Stephen. No, but, I uh, just have them up now. Well, okay. I'm just so basically, on your like, Facebook yeah. Page. Uh, so on, I I made a little uh, album and all that. Shared it on Facebook. Uh, so basically, yeah, people donated. Like you, you can see here, a lot of food, a lot of supplies. We took them down there. I slept in my car overnight to, in solidarity, and the protest was pretty pretty amazing. Um, they they said it was about ten thousand people this this past weekend. Yeah. Uh, there was a massive uh, organization of people that all worked together to create food and create a festival setting. Um, and then finally, the coolest thing about it uh, is that they even had like a massive group of horse riders, uh, 200, uh, 200 or two or 300 uh, worth of like, you know, horse riders that just toured the entire, the entire thing. It was pretty fantastic. Um, yeah, it was pretty awesome and very okay, peaceful. Was, the people there the were amazing. These guys, Danny? these guys were driving by and they basically decided to like to put on their uh, clone, Clone Trooper helmets, basically like, you know, like protesting the Empire, which I thought was cool. Mm -hmm. 
They even had the Empire music playing on their. Uh, <laughs> I didn't get it because it was my picture, but it was like da 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 da, da like right as they're going through there. Yeah. So people, yeah, people came up with all sorts of really clever, creative ways of, um, of you know, like you know, showing their support for the the truckers and the convoy. I never actually got got through to Coots. This was kind of like closer to Milk River. Yeah. The police would not let anybody in, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was great, and it was a it was a very amazing um, experience to be part of Canadian Canadian history, but also a massive uh, movement of unity. People were just so happy to be there together and to enjoy each other's company. It was pretty awesome. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I again, I like to tell you people, if you like, if, if you have any illusions about what actually happens at these protest things, they are almost entirely, almost completely oh, peaceful. they're just filled with happy There's, people most of the time. They're happy people most of the... And even the cops were super easygoing. Yeah. No cop was in a bad mood. Nobody was really... Like, there was no tense... It was just a fun festival kind of atmosphere. People were just excited about the idea of potentially getting their freedoms back. So, mm-hmm. yeah, great experience. Definitely recommend if you if you haven't been there, if you haven't supported them, definitely support them in any way you can. But um, yeah, that was my weekend. It was it was pretty epic, and um, yeah, looking forward to doing the show today. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while since we've well, it's been a few days since we've done the show, but yes, yeah, it's good to be back. First episode now, we're back week. in a big way, so we're going to have to cover a ton of stories. In case yeah. you're wondering, we are not we are not going crazy. We're going we're going big time. It's a lot of crap, and we need to catch you guys up. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we we should probably start off with the American story, Stephen. Since yep. you're, uh, let's, let's jump in. Give us give us a rundown. Okay, so this isn't really an American story, but it's NBC's coverage. Technically, it is an American-style story. American-style story. NBC's coverage of the China-Beijing Olympics. So, as many of you know, the Winter Olympics for 2022 had their opening games this past weekend. Mm -hmm. And it is, of course, in Beijing, which a lot of people are skeptical. And they're boycotting because, of course, China has issues with their genocide of the Uyghur population. And so NBC is just like, oh, how wonderful it is that there's a Uyghur athlete that delivers the Olympic flame and Olympic and opening ceremony. And so just, oh, their shelling is so bad with a paired back, but visually stunning opening ceremony and a defiant message to the world leaders boycotting it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. So in a snowflake theme show that emphasized youth and ordinary people, the games were declared officially open by President Xi Jinping, prompting a burst of fireworks over the Bird's Nest National Stadium in central Beijing. The final oh, step was... Winnie the Pooh. Oh, I know. Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yeah. So Chinese officials chose two athletes. One of them was Dinajir... I'm not even going to try. Yila Mujiang. Yeah, I think you got it, yeah. Probably the best I can do. A Uyghur cross-country skier from the western Chinese region of Xinjiang. So the Chinese government's treatments of Uyghurs has been described by the U.S. government and others as genocide. Why won't you describe it as genocide, NBC? It yeah. is genocide. By any they, definition. Because there's they get, a lot of money. I know. A lot it's of money a lot of money and there. it's a market and whatever. And I don't care. And yeah, this, this is like a perfect example of tokenism. Oh, yeah. Right? Like strutting somebody up there mm-hmm. as a token, uh, you know, like representative. Well, it's, and it's like the ultimate. Because I uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this. So it's the Uyghurs are a group from that specific region. 
And then the group that's having the genocide against them is more specifically the Uyghur Turkish Muslims. Yeah. So the, do, the, does, do these people look Turkish? So she might be from the Uyghur like area, isn't she? Because even the name doesn't seem to be very um, Muslim. I could be wrong, though. I haven't looked into this. But uh, the problem with this is it's, it's trying to soften mm-hmm. what is really a horrible, horrible thing. I mean, like, okay, so do you remember a couple of years ago, Stephen? Yeah. When they had the, uh, the, the another Olympics in China, and they had, like, the North Korean choir. And they were all singing oh in my unison. Gosh. And, and they was were all like, oh, how like, amazing da, the da, North da, Korean da, choir da, was. Da, da. And it was like, that's horrible. Yeah. These are people in like complete and total depression. You're like you're you're gushing over mm-hmm. how wonderful this is. It shows that what this Olympic shows is it shows that like you know the world is willing to turn a blind eye yeah. to monstrous deeds as long as things uh, look pretty and sound pretty. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Well, it's it's, it's painting like it's painting over. It's basically covering up the blood with flowers. Hmm. And it's like, ooh, the flowers are pretty. And it's like, yes, but the flowers are built on a mountain of on a a pond of blood. Yeah. It's like it, it there's a scene at the end of the movie Sicario. Sicario is a movie about the gangs and yeah. uh you know like the uh, the gang uh, the what do they call them? The uh, the cartels. I can't even think of the word now. The cartels, thank you. The cartels and all the stuff. At the end of the movie there's a scene where, like, there's a mom with her kid, and they're playing soccer in this field. And all of a sudden, like, they hear shooting, a whole mm-hmm. bunch of, like, machine gun fire in the background. And they all look over. And then, like, okay, well, back back to what we're doing. Yeah. It's almost like they, they're used to ignoring mm-hmm. the, the atrocities happening right nearby. Yeah. It's just like, oh, this is And this is what they're trying to do. Yeah. Well, and yeah, so, it's, and it's like, yeah. people think the Canadians are crazy because it's just like, oh, we have this mountain of snow. And it's like, oh, well, that's a Tuesday. And then it's like, but compared to what you guys are not surprised by, let's be honest, yours is much much crazier. Yeah. But I'll I'll just quote this line, and then we can look at this quick video of NBC's coverage of the opening ceremony. So this is this was a post President Joe Biden for skipping these Olympics and a message to the West: China won't be lectured to on human rights or on any other issue," said Andy Brown, editorial director of Bloomberg New Economy Forum and a China expert who appeared on NBC's broadcast of the ceremony. Of course he wow. did. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then this is a video. So this is from PragerU. This is where I found uh, this bleaks, brief segment, not a bleak segment, because <laughs> other video sources that I was trying to find were behind paywalls. Very, and like, pretty ah. bleak. So this is just a segment from the opening ceremonies covered by NBC. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's worth remembering that while Western countries may be boycotting these Olympics over human rights issues, China styles itself as a champion of the developing world, and it has plenty of support in countries from Africa to Latin America, where its investments are building up local economies. Yeah, no, no, no. Aren't they... Isn't they're just so... They're just so... I know, it's like, isn't, isn't China lovely? <laughs> They help these <laughs> developing countries, and then you're going to rob them for resources later. She makes them grow and then rapes them in a jail. Isn't she? Like, that's pretty much what they do. Like, you know, 
like some of the some of the stories you hear about the atrocities happened there are pretty brutal. Uh, I remember watching a video. Uh, it was a great documentary talking about like um, like the you know the Democrats in the past. But essentially, what happened was in Nazi Germany and in the Soviet Union, both both of those uh, mm-hmm. regimes, whenever they were criticized by the West, they would always point to the West, like particularly America. They would point to America's mistreatment of slaves, of slaves yep. and of black people, and be like, "Well, you're one to talk. Look what you're doing to your like." like your people in, in the South and all that. And, and you know what? There was some legitimacy, at least to that one. Yeah. Because, yes, the Americans were mistreating their their mm-hmm. slaves, and like, or not, not no longer slaves, but they're mistreating black people yeah. in the South with Jim Crow laws. So there was some legitimacy to that criticism. Here, it's just, no. Like, they're just like, you know, well, we don't like being criticized, and so we're just going to, you know, like pay everyone to shut up. Well, and, and that's course, what's like, going on. Uh, I hope that if I find a longer version of that video, because he goes on and he eventually goes on to say, it's just like, well, America has no right to criticize China because like we have people in like Georgia and places around the country who who can't vote because of these vote, like voter (laughs) suppression laws. And I'm just like, you are you serious? Wow, that's like, crazy. So America can't. America shouldn't be commenting on human rights travesties in China. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what now? You it shows there, how like you're that of, dumb. Yep, you're that dumb. It, show, it shows. It shows how out of touch these elites are, oh. and how like stupid they think their audience is. Like you're comparing, like, oh, you don't have an ID, so you can't vote. So like a secure election. To women being forcibly, like you know, like being being forced into like forced abortions, yep. being gang gang raped by guards in prisons, mm-hmm. and uh, like you know, and some having horrible the men's like head, hair, men's head shaved, forced into trains, and then put into labor camps. Yeah, that's totally yeah. the same as having that's to provide exact an ID to vote. As not having a, a driver's license. Oh, yeah. the, the the atrocities! Ooh, it's... A driver's license. Yeah, you yeah, you get down there, boy. You 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 don't got no lessons. You can't you can't vote here. None of this. You can't vote so here. It's just, I'm being oppressed. I'm being oppressed. Somebody help me. Exactly. <laughs> help me, somebody. <laughs> My goodness, it's like no. You are there, out a, of your damn there's, mind. There's a good reason why these Olympics are being not just boycotted by like you know by by what do you call it um, by pol- political you know like. Uh, leaders also by, by um, but also by people themselves. People oh, aren't yeah. watching them. Oh, they're avoiding them. Except our, except our tr- prime prime minister. Oh yeah, he loves That's the Olympics what he's right focusing now. Focusing on, he's like, congratulations uh, to yeah. our skiers, and it's like you're watching. Your country's on fire. You want to hide, and yeah. you're a coward. Yeah, yeah. Your country, yeah, your country's like giant like, dumpster fire. What? You're talking Canada's about the Olympics on fire, and you don't care because, well, you're Trudeau. <laughs> This is fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is fine. This is fine. However, uh, let's talk about somebody who's not fine. Yeah. Well, someone who could have been fine, but yeah. then he gave to the mob. Joe Rogan. Mm. Yeah, Joe yeah, Rogan yeah. apologizes for regretful, shameful use of racial slur after clips circulate. This is from USA Today. He's apologized. Mm. For his second controversy in two weeks, well, the first one was a non-troversy, after a compilation service that showed him using a racial slur in 12 years' worth of episodes. In a six-minute video posted Saturday on Instagram, the podcaster offered his deepest apologies 
acknowledging that his use of the N-word. Oh my gosh, uh-huh. the N-word. On the Joe oh, no. experience looked terrible and calling his use of the racist slur regretful and shameful. I know that to most people there's no context where a white person is ever allowed to say that word, never mind publicly on a podcast, and I agree with that now. I haven't said it in years. It's not my word to use. I'm well aware of that now. He said the clips were taken out of context. I never used it to be racist because I'm not racist. But whenever you're in a situation where you have to say, I'm not racist, you screwed up. No, you've no. been manipulated. That's, that's yeah, what you've happened. Been manipulated. Like, yeah, he's, that's... all he had to say was, those clips were in context. You should listen for yourself and see what I was actually saying. Because mm-hmm. none of it is racist in any mm-hmm. way. And your yeah. accusations are nonsense and you should be ashamed. That's yeah. like, he should have turned the tables on him. Yeah. He should have said, you are trying, you've manipulated and taken these out of context. You've edited these videos purposely yeah. to try and make me yeah. look bad. And you should be ashamed mm-hmm. that you're not, that you're not reporting the whole truth and that you're pushing mm-hmm. a false narrative. Yeah. And and the thing is, like you know, I like the um, I like the analogy that somebody used, where uh, they basically said that there's a difference between like if you're in a relationship, there's a difference between a healthy, like you know, good relationship where you care about each other, and a abusive relationship where the yeah. person is gaslighting you and abusing you. When you're in a healthy relationship, it's good to apologize if you feel you've done something wrong. When you're in an abusive one, you don't apologize because they're they're going to bring up all sorts of like unfair accusations, unfair comparisons, unfair stuff from your past. They try to like make you make you feel like you're the bad guy. This is what they're doing. The mob, first of all, it's never forgiving. They don't care. They're never going to forgive him for anything that they that he that he says. Uh even if he apologizes, mm-hmm. it's never going to be enough. Like it's just no, like you don't apologize to bullies because you're just basically you're only encouraging them to continue their bullying. And then on top of that, here, let's talk about what actually is. There's a major difference between using, Mm -hmm. like, the word descriptively and actually using the word in a derogatory manner Mm -hmm. as a a term. Like, saying the word and using the word are two very different things. And I I doubt, like, I haven't gone through it, but I very much doubt that he ever, ever used the word that he he only said it. He Um, never did. Like, I think think it was... But somebody like took a lot of these clips in context, and mm-hmm. he's literally saying he's just like in this rap video they say like and this and and that's a nigger what yeah it's just like yeah none of this stuff is racist it's quoting mm-hmm. these stupid videos and it's mm-hmm. like if you are seriously saying that oh like this is attributable to racism mm-hmm. don't be an idiot. Don't be an idiot if you were saying this yeah. is attributable to racism when he's simply quoting someone from your own culture and if someone from your own culture can say it flippantly. Yeah. But where it's just like, oh, they're white. They can't even quote us saying it. Yeah, it's like saying it's Voldemort. Like the, it's like absolute, the, the taboo word. Oh, yeah. Well, the taboo word that only the evil people are allowed to say. Mm. If a good person says like- it, then, oh, my gosh, <laughs> he's like invoking the dark spirits. Yeah, it's like saying Beetlejuice three times. It's like, you know, you can't say that because then something bad will happen or something. That's basically what they've done. They've created yeah. a like a magic word that mm-hmm. is off limits for anybody to use. And it's so it's totally maple leaf. It's not even 
Like it's not even a, a like a reasonable no. rule. It's just an unreasonable rule uh, designed for one purpose only: demonize white people. Yep. Literally, the only reason this made. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so like when you, I look at this as in a reasonable way, I'm like, he had nothing to apologize for that. Like that was a absolutely a hit piece. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, nothing, nothing to apologize for that. He never did anything wrong with that, no. and I agree. I agree. Secondly, uh, he never had to do anything to apologize with the bringing the two people in. No. The people who are trying to cancel him, they're the ones in the wrong, mm-hmm. and he has nothing to apologize for. Yeah. I know that. I know cancel culture is a dangerous beast, mm-hmm. and they they have a lot of power behind them. But the solution is not to feed the animal. No, the solution is to like. If you were genuinely doing, if you genuinely did something wrong, sure, then yes, apologize. If you no, did no, something, I, I disagree. I okay. disagree. Yes, yes, it depends. Okay. If you're dealing with a specific person that you did yes. something wrong to, yes. you never apologize. Even if you, you think you're wrong, to the mob. don't apologize to the mob. No, yes. no, no, no. Yeah, never like, to the mob. If you, if you hurt someone. And then the mob is taking it mm-hmm. way out of context, and it's like, well, I already apologized to that person years ago, and we've yeah. dealt with it, and he doesn't have any more grievances towards me. Like, if you, yes, if you offend somebody, if you go after one specific person, then yeah, you should be mm-hmm. mildly apologetic for that if you were in the wrong. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I'd rather this, say this is, I'd rather take Stephen so- Crowder's tact, where he's just like. I apologize vehemently for nothing <laughs> for you being a whiny little gay Mexican. <laughs> like, yeah, that's being right. That's right. <laughs> well, the thing is, like that. Um, uh, the the way I look at it is, um, you never like you, you don't have to apologize, especially if you didn't do anything wrong. Which, uh, like, this is a classic tactic of the left they dig up dirt on you from years ago and oh, use yeah. it and apply modern rules that only apply that only that only in part part today yeah. and apply them 20 years ago mm-hmm. this is so dishonest and even in our last election do you remember here Stephen, yeah. in alberta people you like the, the left was using that tactic against a lot of conservative uh, ucp candidates yeah. to try to like scare them uh and to try to disqualify them and uh, there was one lady who Sadly, was forced to leave because mm-hmm. he dug up dirt on her. Yeah, and it's these these people are uh, bullies and monsters. They should oh, yeah. never be. Well, they and should never course, like, give them like away. something that needs to be said. The left, if they can't argue with you, and if they can't have an, uh, if they can't have a debate with you reasonably, then mm-hmm. the left will either go that you are a racist or you are mm-hmm. some form of form of homophobic bigot. Yeah. It's their it's yeah. their big weapons. It's just like, oh, if we accuse them of being these two things, then they'll cave to us. And if they cave yeah. to us, then that's as good as admitting. Because then they can run the Chirons. Joe Rogan, like just in that article that we were reading, Joe Rogan apologizes for regretful, shameful use of racial, racial slur. Now they're using that against them again. Uh, yeah, and they're using that against him to make it sound like he admits that he's wrong. racist. Yeah. So, yeah, in summation, we've already said it multiple agree. times, never apologize to the mob. Make them apologize mm-hmm. to you for them being so stupid. Amen, brother. Amen. Amen. Right. I had a dream that I apologized to no man.
except my wife. You know, mm-hmm. I have to apologize to her because I otherwise I'm sleeping in the doghouse. All right, let's move Who's on. Who's gonna to go with like? I had a dream that people remembered more <laughs> than just my speech, and remember that I was a sex pedophile, <laughs> a serial, serial like rapist, like you know, like, enthusiast and orgy enthusiast. Yeah, I cheered on yeah. when somebody got it on. Anyways, back onto the Canada track. Let's move back away onto from the this, Canada uh... track. Back onto the Canada track. Okay. Let's... So, so we have a we have a bunch of stories we're gonna have to get through. Um, now we're we're not gonna read through every article, but but yeah. we're gonna basically catch you up a little bit um, and basically discuss some of the things that have happened in the last week. Because amazingly enough, this past week has been huge. Yeah. There's a crap ton of stuff that's happened. So. First of all, we had the problem here. Mm-hmm. We are, uh, in Ottawa, the protesters have, have arrived. They, uh, they've been there for a while. They've been honking their horns. And the great what the, the government, the great honking, which has been a great name to it. And how have, you know, like, you know, you would think they got there, they want to talk They're They've made their point that they're protesters. And so how are people in Ottawa responding? Well, first of all, Ottawa itself, the city, has decided to go full fascist. Ooh, yeah. And so they started with basically declaring let's, let's a state of emergency. Let's go over the Chirons. So Ottawa Get mayor it. declares state of emergency as police threaten arrest for bringing gas to Freedom Convoy. Bringing gas. Mm-hmm. That's oh, apparently an arrest-worthy offense. And I think somebody said that it was uh, a violation of uh, Geneva Convention oh, uh, sure laws. Like you, you basically cannot target civilians, even in a state of emergency. Mm-hmm. Which is what they're doing. Police are doing this. They're breaking the charter. They're probably yeah. mo- possibly breaking Geneva Convention. This is this is all wrong. But yeah. yeah, very very yeah. wrong. Um, then, oh yeah. So temporarily, they had a horn honking injunction against mm-hmm. the Freedom Convoy, and thankfully, um, oh no. So, yes, an Ontario judge granted a 10-day injunction to stop Freedom Convoy truckers from honking their horns as the court began hearing arguments of a lawsuit filed against the group's organizers and participating truckers. I'm just going to read, like, another couple paragraphs because this is just so stupid. The lawsuit filed by 21-year-old Ottawa resident Zexy Lee on February 4th seeks damages (laughs) for trauma allegedly caused by the honking of truck swarms and specifically names four Freedom Convoy organizers along with 60 unnamed truckers, with the exception of some short periods of repetitive reprieve late in the night, with sounds, the sound feels to the place as it is nearly constant. The lawsuit states the hung of the horns is frequently accompanied by loud music, sounds of shouting, and fireworks, seeking $9.8 million in damages. Mm-hmm. Hearing damage along with psychological distress and interference with psychological integrity. Yeah, no, you're just a loser? Oh. There, so this is this is part of the tactics being used mm-hmm. by like you know then you have to remember like yes the Ottawa uh, the Ottawa City Council the police chief of Ottawa the federal government they're all they're all working together this is all a com- completely combined effort they 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 they, they don't want to deal with it they don't want to address the truckers they want they want to get rid of them this is classic suppression yeah. of like a legitimate right to protest it's uh Canadian, like Ottawa is not a, any city. It is the nation's capital, which means every Canadian citizen has a right to go to the, the capital and protest in person 
and the and, and there's no limit to how long you can assemble to how long you can yeah. protest you can protest as long as you as long as you want they're calling this illegal that's totally designed language even mm -hmm. though it's not illegal you have a legal right to protest in Canada and assemble yeah. but on top of that what they're doing right now is they're trying to portray the Ottawa citizens as these poor innocent victims they're lying that this has been happening for a while. They're lying about them. And so they're trying to portray like all oh, these poor, poor, poor Ottawa citizens. It's causing In psychological reality, distress to listen to now, horns. <laughs> now, I will say this. Those horns are loud and they are honking for a while. A while. So there is yeah. some some legitimacy to, to what they're saying. Like they are loud. People uh, people who went to the protest did say that they are like, there's a lot of noise. Yeah. So it's difficult. But it's not, but if you're going to claim that, oh my goodness, this is such an inconvenience for mm -hmm. me, I'm an Ottawa citizen, I'm like, you've inconvenienced people in yeah. horrible ways for two years. You don't get to use that excuse. An inconvenience mm -hmm. to you, particularly an inconvenience that you that that are there are ways to around it. You can get hearing protection, like you know, yeah. like earmuffs or whatever else. You can avoid them. They're not honking their horns at night. You can, you can go that. to a coffee shop. Yeah, with That's, your back spaz. You can go anywhere aside from that few block radius where it's mm -hmm. loud only until 10 p.m., 10 or yes. 11. Because that's when, yeah. like, if you watch live streams, that's when they cut off the honking. Yes. Because they're like, yeah, and we don't want to be disruptive. And it's like, yeah. okay, let's also talk about the fact that Ottawa has never been cleaner and that the city center has never had such low crime, crime rates. No, yes. we're not going to talk about that because... The homeless know, are being taken care of. Yeah, they're being fed. There's lots of free food. And, yeah. and it's really just... That the city councillors are, oh my gosh, it's so terrible. And the MPs, it's like, ugh, yeah. I can't walk past the truckers to go to work. Ugh, I'm so yeah. oppressed. It really, it really is pretty terrible. Like It's like, this is what leftists do. And it, by the way, when I say leftists, I mean Marxists. Mm -hmm. Because you have to remember, Marx, the, like the left has become, it has morphed. Away from like liberal, the liberals are no longer classical liberals. The NDP are no longer. They are. Let's let's ignore that. They're Marxist. Yeah. They're socialist. They're fascist. They don't like. They don't like uh, protests. They hate them, and so they will do everything in their power to try to shut them down. The the Ottawa police chief went on, went on uh, live TV and spread an entire tirade mm -hmm. of completely made up and completely inaccurate claims yeah. about the protesters. This guy should be like absolutely fired for slander for oh, completely yeah. making up total lies about these protesters it's it's really really a terrible thing now 100%. let's talk about this so like the 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 injunction on horns the, the uh, state of the emergency let's state of emergency none of this is legitimate the justice center has lawyers on the ground they are basically there to help the protesters to provide them with legal advice and legal cover which is awesome mm -hmm. now what they've said at the justice center is that this entire state of emergency is completely illegitimate. Oh, yeah. completely the dark. mayor, Mayor Watson, is a, a a classic leftist like you know ideologue yeah. who will, will basically they they always live by the same motto. The ends justify the means. That is always their motto. That is how they live. That is their entire framework for their their ethics. The ends justify the means. So this man basically declared a state of emergency. But here's what you have to do. The definition. Can you go to the definition, Stephen? It's on there. Definition. 
of emergency under the Emergency Management and Civil Protection Act is a situation or impending situation that constitutes a danger of major proportions that could result in serious harm to persons or substantial damage to property that is caused by the force of nature, a disease, or other health risk, an accident, or an act where an intention whether intentional or otherwise. In other words, there has to be a threat or a grave mm-hmm. imminent threat. Yeah. They're basically making up. Well, the, the, they're claiming. Uh, oh, this that, is because yes, this is a claiming danger, danger of major proportions if these dangerous and racist and misogynist truckers stay there. And it's like, okay, well, point out what damage they've done, point out what danger yeah. they've caused. And it's just like, well, yeah. they haven't caused any yet because they've been peaceful. But. They yeah. represent a grave threat because of the potential damage <laughs> that they can do. And it's like, that's not yeah. how the law works. No. They made up, they completely, like, you know, are arbitrarily made up a fake emergency in order to, to justify this, like, you know, state of emergency because it gives them, you know, special powers to do other things. Mm-hmm. It's like that somebody put it on Facebook. It was a great clip from Kent Brockman from The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, like, oh my gosh, tell us, like, you know, what's the death count? It's like, well, uh, the death count that currently is uh, zero, but we expect that to shoot right up <laughs> any moment now. It's like, oh, dang you, Snow. <laughs> Basically, the idea is that these people are demagogues. Yeah, they they try to like like they they try to like stir the pot and try to like stir up division, accuse people people peaceful people of being dangerous, in order to basically like stir up people and stir up trouble. This guy is a demagogue, uh, Mayor Watson. The, the entire city council are full of demagogues. Everyone, every, every single person here is like, should be considered a criminal. Yep. They're criminals against not only peaceful protesters, but also against their own citizens for lying to them. They're demagogues. They're basically the Gastons of Ottawa. And the problem is that everyone in Ottawa basically, um, they get, they basically, they basically get paid by government. They've never lost a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Ottawa is a classic example of entitlement. Entitlement culture. They basically they live in their ivory tower and they can't stand they can't stand that the peasants are there and they're angry. And so they want them shoot away under the carpet. That's that's Ottawa for you. So uh this is how they responded. But like here's some here's some positive uh you know results that have happened uh as a result of this. Uh so for, first of all, the National Post has reported that um they they tried to like, get the military to get into Ottawa. And to evict them. And the military mm-hmm. said, oh, no, we ain't getting in mm-hmm. there. Nope. We crazy. You crazy. So that's awesome because the military would really, man, that, that would just cause some serious concerns, you know, like, you know, about like, you know, making things worse. Uh, but not just the military, uh, but also tow truck drivers. Yep. CBC story, the one after this, also says that t- the towing companies all around uh, Ottawa have basically refused to tow the convoy vehicles. Now, a couple reasons for this. One is because, you know, they know that if they if they literally do this, they're, it's like business suicide because a lot of people support the convoys. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and also because they don't want to become politicized. This happened across Canada. And it's been one of the most encouraging things. Like, you know, like, yeah, okay, that's awesome. They want to. They refuse to get involved, and I I like that. There's actually people out there, businesses out there that are refusing to get you know stuck into this. But so the the army refused to go in, the tow truck companies refused to go in as well. Uh, and so what did Ottawa do? Well, they resorted to even more horrible tactics. So they state of emergency. They got the um, 
the horn injunction. And then here's what they did uh, not that long ago, like uh, two days ago. They basically sent police in in a massive total surprise attack. This was not in any way announced. This was totally caught, caught everyone by surprise. And they basically sent them down into like the protesters' camp, and they stole, and I will emphasize the word, they stole supplies from the protesters. They stole food, and then they stole uh, fuel directly from them, right in front of their faces. They just basically stood around like fascist, like you know, guards. Like it, it gives you like, 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 uh, it, it literally like looks like fascist, um, like you know, like the KGB or the Gestapo way back in the day. How they would just walk in, take your stuff, and yeah. you know, like they just like, act like they own the place. Yeah. Uh, people were just absolutely stunned by this kind of by this move by the Ottawa police. This is this is the Ottawa police showing that they could care less about laws. So people call the truckers. That what they're doing illegal, they ignore that everything that the police is doing, and everything the city of Ottawa is doing is legitimately illegal. Yeah, they don't have the right to go in and seize property. The charter pr protects us against that. Same with all sorts of international laws against doing this against civilians. Yeah, uh, but this is a this is a government and a city that is so drunk on its own power, who believes that they will never get. Mm -hmm. Any repercussions for this? They will do this, and yep. Canadians across Canada were outraged by this kind of. But there was do. some good news. There was some good news about how the uh, protesters are resilient and how they responded, <laughs> and it's found in the TikTok video. Yeah. So that's what they did. Yeah. See, we want to take that. Yeah, go for it. Or I'm going for it. Ha ha. So for those of you uh, on audio, they basically made it illegal to carry jerry cans anywhere. And so people at the protest, the main protest in downtown uh, Ottawa, they're walking around carrying jerry cans everywhere like a purse. Yep. And it was awesome. I was mm -hmm. like, thank goodness for the, these convoy people. Uh, there's also been uh, Druthers uh, made a adopt the trucker kind of um, uh, thing. Where basically you can pay twenty dollars to essentially hire yep. a trucker to go mm -hmm. and deliver a brother's newspaper to Parliament, yeah. and because they're actually like engaged in an actual job that they've been hired to do, then that bypasses the laws about like whether or not truckers can enter Ottawa. It's a really really clever way of of essentially working within the system while still protesting the system. Yeah, so. They're coming up with great ways of um, of pushing back, which is amazing. I really, really done. Done. So, so yeah. that's mostly of the stuff about Alberta. I mean, not Alberta, Ontario uh -huh. and Ottawa. About Ottawa. Mm -hmm. So then, of course, there's the Milk River and Coots protests, which is, as we mm -hmm. covered earlier, where Danny went over the weekend. And so yes. Milk River joins Coots and convoy blockade small western town is now home to plenty of honks for freedom as well as an rcmp presence mm -hmm. so yeah i had never heard of coots or milk river before this week i heard of milk river because i used to go to riding on stone national park all the time mm. but i didn't know about the coots uh, so i'll give you a this is a very long article i recommend you read it rebel news has done a fantastic job uh <laughs> they have like reporter Derek uh Kean, Kean simone who's yep. been there for 
the entire thing. He's been covering it. Mm -hmm. Great, great coverage. Uh, Adam Sos has also been there on, on location. Yeah. I'll give you guys a couple of catch-ups on what has happened in in the Coots border. The Coots border or initially was being blockaded entirely by like 100%, nobody in or out by truckers at the very beginning. But then the RCMP showed up and there was a whole bunch of like, you know, back and forth. The government basically was caught with his pants down. And in order to try to create a an actual conversation, like let's talk, let's actually talk about, you know, why we're here, what we're, what we're asking for, the, the truckers essentially offered to like open one lane for traffic to come in yeah. and out. And they did that. Now, what happened was, and this is a story I found out from K2 uh, directly, is that the, uh, the the order came down either from, I don't know if it was from Trudeau or from Kenny, it's the RCMP. And they basically said like, yeah, uh, by, all, by any means necessary, we're shutting you down. And they ordered the, the officers to arrest everyone. Mm -hmm. And so what happened was, there was a big old Western standoff outside of the, the like the, the the restaurant headquarters mm -hmm. where all of the truckers all, all in solidarity 200 and plus of them they all walked singing oh canada chanting freedom slogans and all this kind of stuff the police basically were all standing there one big line you know supposedly ready to arrest everybody and then the the, the police basically just said no no and they all basically walked turned around walked off to their vehicles and then they they took off and the truckers basically cheered yeah. that the, the police basically backed down. Mm -hmm. So there was a standoff, and the police themselves chose, we're not doing this. The logistics were terrible. How are you going to arrest 200-plus people? Yeah. And then also, what are you going to do with all their vehicles? They're, mm -hmm. like, they don't have keys. They can't tow them because there's with no tow towing company. To they're not willing to do it. So basically, there, there was a uh, basically a stalemate that, that developed. As a result of what was happening in Coots and the requests by the people there, they they asked people from all over Alberta and other places, please come and support them. Please come and help. And so as a result, they had massive amounts of support, donations, from food to medical supplies to everything that they, you can think of, all of a sudden, like, flowing into Coots from everywhere. The police responded by shutting off, like, the any entry into Coots at Milk River. They basically created a barricade there. Nobody in or out unless they, they decided that it's okay. People still kept going around, you know, finding side roads and going through farmer's fields that the police couldn't stop. So right now, the, the protesters at Coots, totally fully stocked. They have everything that they need. Mm -hmm. um, there's also, like, tons of money that flowed in. They have all the money they need to, to hold out for a yeah. long time. The police have now created a third blockade they have the one ryan coots with the truckers they have the one on milk river and they've created a third blockade beyond the original like you know supporter uh you know like convoy and, and people there so the the police are basically straining their resources yeah like and they're just getting nowhere and that led to a lot of the good things that have happened so mm -hmm. basically the coots convoy it's a good example of basically obstruction without like you know, reasonable obstruction. Well, it's uh, it's a good example of peaceful non-compliance. Yes, which has been great, and and I think that this has had a massive impact in like why Kenny had his like uh, his conference today. Yeah. Well, let's talk about like something that happened. Okay, so that's that's Coots. So obviously, Coots 
has also spread into other places. There's there's also border uh, blockades in BC. There's some in Ontario. They're everywhere. And so as a result, you're like a, this. A lot of people believe that this is part of the reason why mm-hmm. Trudeau came back. So uh, yeah, I'll let you think. Of yeah. Statement. Okay. So a liberal MP defecting from the pro mandate side puts Trudeau in panic mode. So mm-hmm. over a week after after over a week of hiding in an undisclosed location, Justin Trudeau emerged to take part in an emergency parliamentary debate about the ongoing Ottawa trucker convoy protests. Many were surprised to see him show up to actually attempt to even argue his point, despite barely engaging in what anti-Mandoid voices were saying in the context of what just happened this morning. Trudeau's appearance makes a lot more sense. Uh, Liberal MP for Louise Hibert, a suburb of Quebec, Joel Latebound, came out today and held a press conference about what he called the politicization of the pandemic. Press conference, he mm-hmm. explained that he would not engage in these easy and absurd labels to smear protesters and believes the truckers and their supporters have legitimate concerns. Mm-hmm. Lightbound, much like the current Conservative Party leader, Candace Bergens, called for there to be a realistic timeline for the government to lift mandates. Lightbound also added that he had felt uncomfortable with the way his party had been trying to divide Canadians based on medical status since the beginning of the last election campaign. That is mm-hmm. very non-pro-Trudeau. Yes. Now it's absolutely uh, like, opposite to everything Trudeau has said. Yeah. The the now uh it goes on to it later in the in, in the article in other places as well, that uh he also says that there's there there were other people in the party, in the Trudeau party, uh Liberal Party, that are also opposed to what he's doing. Yeah. People who are legitimately angry at his response. So this is like basically a crack, a massive crack yeah, in the, the crack Liberal in the Party itself. Yeah. Because Trudeau, like, I mean, obviously we saw what happened with Aaron O'Toole, which, by the way, last time we were here was Tuesday, so you didn't, we didn't cover we the didn't fact cover that the Trudeau fact was that, ousted. That yeah, Aaron O'Toole, no, that, that, O'Toole. Aaron O'Toole, O'Toole, O'Toole was, was ousted. ousted, and that, like we were saying on Tuesday, that our most likely and probably our favorite candidate to replace him is Pierre Polyev, and Pierre Polyev officially yeah. announced that he, he is running, and. Yeah. Yeah, the chance of the Conservative Party bringing back a lot of their prior support is likely. Because it's, it's a lot li- of people, strong. Because Polyev like is a very unifying figure. Yeah, he's a yeah. very unifying figure mm-hmm. in the conservatism, and I think he, I think I, I actually wished that he would have been, he would have run last time. I'm just glad that he's running this time. I think, I think there's like legitimate optimism, mm-hmm. and the fact that Candace Bergen is now the deputy leader, and yep. she is absolutely going she after is, them. Oh, she, and well, she's going brilliant. after them, and she was one of the first conservative MPs to publicly support the, the trucker convoy. Yep. So the future for the Conservative Party of Kend is much better than it was last year. Like, we're still... Mm-hmm. They still need a lot of work. They really need to make reparations for what they did last year to social conservatives mm-hmm. and to those of us who have opposed mandates. But yeah. they're going in the right direction. Yeah, so that's that's a good thing. The Liberal Party, you you can see that there's there's enough like discontent that I think he is literally the first of what is likely many people that are starting to become very unhappy. Defectors. And by the way, and by the way, this is also happening here in Alberta. Then we didn't really touch on that, but mm-hmm. uh, here, go to the next story, Stephen. Uh, yeah, this is from CBC, like covered by, on MSN. Um, this is basically what they're saying here in Alberta, that they're going to charge the, the protesters, the truckers in Alberta for 
their obstruction at the um, at the border with like jail time. You know what? I will say this: the truckers are heroes. They yeah. are legitimate yeah, they are. Canadian heroes. These are regular people who risked everything for us. And I mean, today people were cheering about what happened in Alberta. I say, like, you know what? Nobody give any credibility, any credit to Kenny because he doesn't deserve it. The, all the credit goes to these guys. So these the guys are legitimate Canadian her well, heroes. Well, the truckers and, of course, anybody who has been consistently pushing, consistently protesting, and yeah. encouraging others, instead of seeking fear, to bring about freedom. Yeah. Like, yes, the truckers are the embodiment of the latest wing of the movement, but Danny and I know that this movement has been it's been consistent. Mm -hmm. And we've been, of course, we've been covering it since basically October of 2020. Yeah. Yeah, we've interviewed people at rallies and other yeah. places. It's been great. And yeah. the truckers have been the popular movement. Mm-hmm. But let's not forget those who put in the time and effort week after mm -hmm. week, month after month to make these rallies happen, to get the word out and to help people feel in these really dark times, help people feel as though they like are. Hope. Yeah, there's help them feel hopeful, help them feel part of a community mm -hmm. and to just give them a little bit of fun. Like yes, you and I both. And Shelly, we were all having a blast at that dance party at the end of the rally a couple weeks ago. <laughs> that was fun. I like it. It was great because it's something that we've been, we've been robbed of. We we like mm -hmm. like what people don't realize is that they think that these are legitimate mandates and legitimate efforts no. by the government to protect us. Like, no, it's the opposite. We've been we, we have been been we have been held hostage for two years, and the people who are held hostage. Deserve no respect and no admiration and no accolades. They are they're literally criminals who have held us all hostage for two years based on lies. Now, thankfully, one thing I'm thankful is that here in Alberta, rural MPs of the CP party basically all because of the, the truckers down in Coots, they basically galvanized them and they basically like you know went hard on Kenny and threatened to give him the O'Toole treatment. They're like, if you don't play ball and you, you know, stop, we'll start putting, you. putting, we're, we're going to oust you. We have the numbers. Yeah. And Kenny know. was like, scared. Yeah. So like, don't, don't be deceived under any circumstances. This was always going to happen. No, yeah. Kenny was, no, Kenny was forced to do this because of like legitimate political pressure. And the well, people who do this, ago, people were yeah. trying, like, I know that Kenny refused to do it, but like there was a legitimate push to have the Quebec-style vaccine mandates and have vaccinations yeah. mandatory for everybody. Yep. And then Kenny thankfully refused this, but this was only a few weeks ago. And now, that as of, of course, midnight, which we'll discuss later, like, you don't have to have a, man, a vaccine to go to a restaurant, to go to whatever. Yeah. And hopefully they will lift this for businesses as well. But let's actually cover mm -hmm. this story while we're still let's here. Let's cover this one. Let, let's let's go through these quickly because we yeah. have a couple of uh, stories to cover. Yeah, so, we're um, almost at an hour. So. Charges yeah, yeah, will be so. laid in Alberta border blockade, RCMP Deputy Commissioner said. Uh, we so already talked about the Milk River. Yeah. 
yeah, there's there's vindictiveness going on mm-hmm. at the government level, which is really terrible. But uh, like this is this is the kind of like this is how vindictive they are in our government. Mm-hmm. Anybody they they hate protesters, they hate legitimate pushback, and yeah. so they're willing to punish a- anybody and anybody. Now, here's something that has happened recently, and a lot of people are have been pointing out that this is these are the legitimate dangerous people, not yeah, the protesters. These guys. But first of all, so here Ottawa police. Uh, this is Andy No. If you don't know Andy No, he is uh, he's an award-winning journalist from the states, yeah. covered Antifa and a lot of these like fringe groups, who's been very like very on top of things in, in Canada. He he's one of the first ones to kind of expose what happened here. So Ottawa police released um, what was it? Uh, okay. Ottawa police who became aware of the attempted mass murder uh, from Twitter has released photos of the persons of interest. The alleged Freedom Convoy truckers include a person with purple hair and another with a COVID mask. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they're asking for help to identify two individuals as persons of interest in an arson investigation. And mm-hmm. basically, this is the images of people. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, that's the purple hair. A guy person. with purple hair. And then a guy yeah. with a and mask. And a guy wearing a mask. Yeah. Now, if you know anything... Truckers. If you know anything about anybody involved with the trucker movement, you know that they hate Ma- masks. Yep. masks. You know that they no-no. nobody wears purple hair. They're not. They're not no. that kind of like person. They're not the fringe. And just... exactly, and these guys look very much like the kind of people who would be like you know Antifa or or, or yeah. groups like that. So they're plants, and so this is this is a trend that people aren't seeing. That that the left, somebody in with with money on the left. Basically, either <laughs> hires or encourages yeah. people like this to go in there to wreak havoc, and then then they turn around and say, "You see, these protesters are dangerous. Look they're what they're doing. Their, yeah, they're violent and they're protesters." And they, this has been used by the media, saying like, "Oh my gosh, they're trying to start arson." Not not saying that you know, no. like obviously, totally nobody totally believes nonsense. that. They, nobody believes, like you know, like legitimately that these guys are part of the truckers. The second story was even worse. This was from uh, covering a couple, but Rebel News also covered it. Uh, you can take this one, Stephen. Yeah, man charged in Winnipeg car attack on convoy protest is a radical far left anarchist. Oh my, who could have seen that one coming? So David <laughs> Zegarak, which is this douchebag, has a history as an anarchist activist. Man charged yeah. in Winnipeg for an attack on a convoy protest is a radical far left anarchist. They're still treating the incident as a hit and run rather than a hate crime. If any incident mm-hmm. is a hate crime, it's this one. Uh, four mm-hmm. people taking part of the convoy in Manitoba's capital city were injured and rushed to hospital after a car plowed into the crowd. Uh, alleged driver is this guy and was taken to custody an hour later after a brief struggle with police. A white jeep can be seen hitting one person before accelerating and hitting three more. Um, yeah, I'm going to show just the last because it starts at sure. one forward. Oh, no, this is a, a shortened clip. 20, this is the actual. So, part, yeah, yeah, it's going to it's right behind this truck hits the guy right there up. and then Speeds keeps up. going. Totally on purpose. Yeah, totally on this purpose. Is, this, this is the Wakosha killer, the, the guy in uh, the yeah. States, ran over a whole parade of people. That's basically the same, just on a smaller scale. Mm-hmm. Well, and like... But it's a weapon. There were, there were it's some, a weapon. Oh, yeah, it's totally a weapon. There were some people who were defending this guy, be like, oh, he thought he, he was in fear for his life, and he was under threat. And it's like, are these Garbage. people Antifa? Are these people Garbage. Black Lives Matter where they're pointing weapons and they're banging on his vehicle? No, yeah. because that's Garbage. not what freedom protesters and right-wing activists, which is what freedom protesters mm-hmm. are, that's not what we do. 
We don't surround your car. If you want to leave, you want to leave. And there was a steady stream of cars that were allowed to leave. And then this guy hits another vehicle, hit four people, and deliberately drove that guy over and kept going because Mm -hmm. he wanted to injure those that did not accept his radical leftist narrative. And this guy should rot in prison for a very, Mm -hmm. very long time. Well, we hope that he actually gets charged because the the leftists... The leftists in a lot of these cities are yeah. extremely. Oh, I'm sure that there are uh, some of the they're, radical they're, left they're as a hero. Yeah, they're pro criminal. These yeah. these the leftists in like Canadian and American cities are pro criminal. We're hoping well, that that's there was happen. that one teacher. There was a teacher in Ontario, a teacher in Ottawa, who suggested that the civilians, the citizens of Ottawa, take up arms, mm-hmm. and evict the freedom convoy truckers by force yeah violence and it's like for violence what yeah this is absolutely insane but this is what the far radical left does when they encounter people who have a difference of opinion and they can't out debate us yeah like it's it's amazing like the like a lot of people have pointed out that the obvious contradiction. This is there's a very obvious hypocrisy that always happens here. The left is far more well known for violence, for using violent tactics. Leftist governments are far are like obviously are known to completely and totally justify leftist violence. It's always justified. It's always excused. But then they, they when it when the opposite happens with conservative groups, they are completely they're silent. You know, if this had been a conservative. Can you imagine if this was a trucker, somebody associated with the truckers? They would have. This would have been front page news. This would have been used as a the ultimate mm-hmm. justification to completely oh, legitimize every, everybody. Every note, every paper, every national broadcaster would be look at these terrorists and see what they have done. Yeah, yeah, and in, and this would actually be the first legitimate, like you know, example of some kind of like you know hate crime or some whatever, or, you know, anger, or whatever. But yeah. this is the problem mm-hmm. that they're hypocrites and they don't they don't act equally. Nope. Now, now on top of that, like the, this, these are like people like these are just regular yep. people who take matters into their own hands. But the problem is that this all this also spreads into the police forces, and we've seen this in a couple of examples that have happened. I couldn't believe I I saw all of these in the same day, the same day, all three of these kind of examples of this kind of. We sh- we will shut you down by force. Mm-hmm. Tactics. Yep. Happen on display in three places. So you can show the first video, Stephen, with the uh, pastor art. Uh, you can probably do it without sound, but we just basically kind of talk about what yeah. happened here. So basically, this one was our dear old friend, Pastor Arthur, who once again got arrested. arrested. Do you know what he got arrested? Calgary police. He's, yeah. Do you know what no. he got arrested for? Uh, well, I watched the video, so he got arrested for mischief. You could probably full full screen it if you like. Yeah, he got arrested. They announced it as you're being arrested for mischief because he yeah. was going to go to this protest. Yeah. I mean, the, the problem here is that, like, uh, at the very beginning of this video, the one cop says, it's like, every time we, we, we come and get you, Arthur, you always do this. You always go, like, you know, limp fish. It shows that this cop has done this multiple times. Like this is how this is how corrupt and crooked these police officers are. Mm-hmm. They are they know that the city is intent like either the city or the uh, the provincial government, whoever it is, 
there's somebody's yelling at them, go arrest this man because we don't like him and because he's an easy target. You know, we get away with, like, you'll notice Pastor Arthur has been arrested multiple times. I think six Whereas times Pastor, now. Yes, and Pastor Tim has been and Pastor twice. James have only been arrested like twice or like, you know, well, once they've been arrested twice, yeah. once and twice and then now they're done. They haven't gone after Pastor Tim because they know they can't get away with that. People are mad. Yeah. But with Pastor Arthur, they they seem they feel like they can get away with it. So these bullies are picking on him every single time, and it's it's at this point it's now this is harassment, and this oh, is, is like absolute abuse of power. These are bullies that they're, they're they're sent. They they showed up there in uh, unmarked cars secretly. They they stood outside his house. The second they saw like oh he's home, they they went in, they grabbed him, they dragged him out, and of course none of these cops have any shame. Like, no. I, I hate to say it, but if you know, if any of you knows any one of these officers in real life, you should literally like, you know, go up to them and be like, you are, an, you're an immoral monster. Yep. You are. And you have no heart and you have no soul. I'm sorry that you're that, that you know, at this point doing your job is garbage. Is, these people well, should yeah, be like, like absolutely ashamed of themselves. Well, I'll always Every one of these officers. Course. When you were directly interviewing that one cop who was involved in the arrest of Pastor Tim, and you're mm -hmm. like, and he's like, well, I'm just following orders. And he's like, you have to realize, you have to realize what that is being compared to. You have to realize well, that that is exactly the same defense that these, that the Nazis use. That is the exact same defense the communists use. These when when you do something which you know is wrong and you say, well, I don't want to lose my job and just following orders, how mm -hmm. dare you? Mm -hmm. It's like, I yeah. care more about my job than I'm taking away the basic human rights of liberties of others. Oh, yeah. I'm imprisoning someone who's not a criminal. All he is... Not my problem. Not, yeah. you know, it's not my problem. You're, you're mm -hmm. simply going along with imprisoning an enemy of yeah. the state because he is yeah. a dissenter. Yeah, I, I I mentioned uh, what like I I come from Mexico. Some, some people may not know this, but I I I'm from Mexico. But I also I talked to my family in Mexico, and I heard stories. The police in Mexico are horrible. Oh yeah, they're they horrible. will they will manufacture they will manufacture reasons excuses to arrest you. <clears throat> my uncle, what he he had to park uh, really quickly because Mexico. Good luck finding a parking spot anywhere in Mexico City uh, to stop to do something. So he had to stop really quick with his son. My, my cousin in the, the passenger side, the cops, like he ran in just to drop off some film in the store and came back. When he came back, the cops had stopped. They were starting to remove his license plate from his car. Why would they do that? Because they then they can basically say like, oh, you don't have a license plate. You know, we're going to charge you. So he comes out and he's like, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. What are you doing? And he, he basically was interfering and then they used that as an excuse, basically, that, oh, he's threatening us. So then they grabbed him, and they beat him on the street with their clubs in front of my cousin. Yep. That's police in Mexico. And now that's police here. These cops, like, like, I know they're not supposed to say anything. They're just supposed to stay silent. But here's the thing. And, and, and I hope that one of you, if, if one of you cops is listening to this, here's my thing to you. Yeah. You can't look at this and not realize what you're doing. Yeah. You're basically being used by political actors, by by bad actors in politics, 
And you're basically the thug. You're basically you're basically no better than an attack dog. Mm-hmm. That's what you are. You're basically a dog on a leash, and they like they let you go, and off you go, bite people. You know, and and you basically had to sell your soul and completely abandon any sense of morality. You're just like, you know what? I'm going to turn off any sense of, uh, you know, conscience or morality. And I'm just going to do this and I'm happy with it. And, you know, like, you know, like the worst part is some of you may actually think, oh, yeah, I'm doing a wonderful thing. I'm doing You're a monster. Service. You're legitimately I'm a monster. Out, I'm taking out a dissident. And because the lockdown is the most wonderful thing ever. Then I'm yeah. making the community safer. No, you're not. Yeah, you're not making the no, community no, safer. And, you're simply and, and, going and, along with tyranny because it's yeah. easy, and you're a coward. Yeah, yeah. And, and and to be fair, and this is the thing I, I hate about this is that people there are people uh, in all over Calgary. I've talked to so many of them that used to love the police. They used to yeah. think that the police were actually good. They were actually a good thing in Calgary. There are people now that are not only not only do they hate the police. And if the police came to them and asked them, like, hey, we, we, we need to find out something. Can you, would you be willing to talk to us? They wouldn't talk to you. No. They hate you now. And, they, 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 and they, they're right to because you guys have been turned into an, an absolute, like, you know, you're basically KGB. Yep. Nobody and trusts like, you. Nobody, like, you know, when you remove you the officers who refused to take the vax, so you refuse the officers who might have been supportive of the lockdown movement or the for yeah. freedom movement. And. Yeah. You made officers, or you mm-hmm. you convinced officers to comply with following illegal dictates. Yeah, and, and, and so the ones yeah. that refused are long gone, and the ones that are still there are so hopped up and mad with power that they don't care anymore. Yeah, and this is one of the big problems I have with policing. If you're a police officer, you have an inordinate amount of power. The opportunities for abuse are massive, which is why it's so important a police service has to be above reproach. Mm-hmm. Because the only way you you can avoid people reacting angrily and actually like you know like like let's let's put it this way: Why is it that when some a cop does something horrible, somebody on the street no intervene? It's because they have a legal immunity, and if you intervene, you're going to be charged. That only works. That only works to a certain point. Mm-hmm. Once people hate you enough, once people are pissed off at you enough, that is going to change. Oh, yeah. And I'm not saying I want it to change. I'm saying it. it this is where it'll head. Like, and people, we, we people will eventually flash out. We refer back to this frequently. I think back to V for Vendetta when they shoot that kid, and the guy tries to defend myself, and he's like, "I'm an officer. Like, I'm a fingerman. I'm a fingerman. Like." I'm above this, yeah. and they're like, oh, official no. police force. You will be beaten. Yeah. Because there is a lot. And, and this is the thing. And it's just yeah. a matter of time whether either A, like, if the mandates go away, then great, and the mm-hmm. cops hopefully stop getting these reforms, hopefully yeah. have some form of reform, or they continue, and eventually they do something which is so egregious that their their authority will be questioned and people will be attacking cops on the street. Yeah. I mean, the States has already gone there. Mm-hmm. Police in like a lot of different like American cities are legitimately always have to worry about their safety. Yeah. Because they know that the public may react and actually attack them. Yeah. And that's where we're headed. If like the Calgary police service doesn't make some real serious changes, we're heading there. Now, and of course, like, compa- let's talk about like- the next ones. 
well, compare it, that to Ottawa. Like, it, let's, yeah, let's talk about okay. what, what's happening with Ottawa. Yeah. Okay. So this is a video. This is a TikTok. Part. I'm gonna mute it. So this guy. Uh, you, have to, you have to back up a little bit, Stephen, yeah, to show to. like uh, the. Okay. So the actual arrest. Yeah. Little bit of a context. This guy is being costed by the cop for honking his horn. An yep. old man honked his horn to freedom truck down the street. Apparently, that's illegal in Ottawa. Police are now the enemy to freedom, like the Nazis were. They're breaking the law they swore to uphold. Yeah. So the, the thing is, a little context: that law hadn't gone into effect yet. Yeah. And this guy isn't from Ottawa. He's from outside of Ottawa, so he didn't even yeah. know what was going on. And then he's like, now, "No, I didn't do anything wrong. I'm not going to show my ID to you. I'm not going to do anything because you were breaking the law." Yeah. It's like you can't just detain me does. for no reason. And this guy is mm -hmm. this. This is a 78 year old man. And yeah. this guy's like, all right, I'm going to film it. And the cop's like, no, 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 you can't film this. And it's like, yeah. oh. For your like, safety, we have to get yeah. you off the road. For your No, because you don't want to be held to account for supporting the evil mm -hmm. that your partner is committing. If you were a decent man, instead of accosting those who are filming, you'd be, get off him. What we're yeah. doing is wrong. Yep. But instead, you're supportive and you're like, yep, let's arrest him. Yep. Now, if you look at these cops, I remember like looking, uh, looking at this video again. Uh, you look at the, their, their equipment on their body and all that. You can tell they don't have cameras. Yeah. So they, they, they know that in Ottawa, they don't have cameras, which means they're not, they're, they're not, there's no accountability for their actions. So the only accountability you can have is video. Which is why people are taking videos mm. of these of these um, Which, of well, these men, and that's that's such a good thing. Like I think about what my what my foreman always tries to say to be like, oh, like the internet is so bad because it just spreads misinformation. It's like, well, the internet is like you only think this internet is so bad because many many people do not have an appropriate mm. level of comprehension and understanding to use the internet and have oh, what's yeah. the like. A discernment of what is right and what is wrong. Whereas, yeah, video like, without the, the internet, this video would be presented as like, oh, this old man refused to show his papers after committing a crime until the police arrested him. And you wouldn't know any of crime. Yeah. Now, now, you could, like, you could, some leftists could make the argument that, uh, oh, well, he should have shown his ID or, or maybe, oh, he broke the no. law, whatever, and whatever. But here's the thing. Here's the big, big thing. This officer completely inappropriate use of, of force completely. And this is the problem with these police, these absolute like lunatic police. Like, you know, these, these guys are psychopaths. Yeah. Like the, like he, that's an excessive use of force against an elderly man. Look, he, I don't know if you can show the, uh, the other, the other little pieces of this where it shows you the, the bruises that this man got because of, um, because of the, this abuse by these men. Like, you know, the, this old man actually got like a bunch of bruises. You can yeah. see right here. He got absolutely manhandled. This man is older. Now, if I if I find if I find myself in a store somewhere and some elderly person, like an elderly mm -hmm. gentleman or an elderly woman comes at me, starts starts hitting me, if I lash out, if I hit back with yeah. all of my force, I am a terrible person. Yep. Yeah. Because I I'm I'm expected to show a level of, a of, of uh, restraint. Yeah. Yes, because I'm not dealing with an equal force. Mm -hmm. I'm dealing with someone You're dealing who's with someone weaker who's physically and more. Yes, and so I have to show a level of restraint. 
And not only that, but show restraint in response to the amount of aggression I'm getting. This old man, he's moving away. He grabs his arm. And, of course, reactively, instinctively, he pulls back. He's like, what's going on? Why am I being arrested? And then this guy completely goes out of his way to basically, like, manhandle this guy. He basically tosses him around like a rag dog. Oh, yeah. This cop, and I will say this, this cop must be fired. Yes. Anything less is absolutely atrocious. Mm -hmm. This cop doesn't deserve any sympathy. He doesn't deserve any recourse. He, he he should be fired straight up. This is horrible. Yeah. Like people in the in the in the US, they always complain about BLM and all these cops supposed like, you know, acts of uh mm -hmm. ex excessive force. This is an actual Canada act of has, excessive force. Yeah. Like they think that their cops are racist and fascist and whatever no, no, abusive no. and that they they flaunt the law and all that here here in canada they actually close. are not even close they actually so flaunt the law now then then look at the next video uh so in the next video um this is a different incident that we're going to show a small part of it but yeah just show the the part with the, the noise yeah so this with is the, right so like the cop had pulled this guy over and she's like what's going on and then this is like you just they kept start him there for arrested. 20 minutes hmm? yeah so the the cop pulled this guy over, kept him there for twenty minutes. He has no idea why. No, no, you have to He's go before this. He's not doing anything before wrong. Ninety percent of my data. Okay, so here you see. He was waiting for oh, look, reinforcements to come. Cop here's, car stopping. here's another cop car. Right? Oh, they got to give him assistance because there's only one person in the truck. You know, like he's yeah. dangerous. Very Somehow, interesting. Technology. Well, yeah. Yeah, here we go. We got him surrounded. So okay, yeah. he rolls in front. You think, okay, they're just gonna get out and maybe do something, right? Now. Oh look, they're backing right up to his truck. They're backing right up to him, about to hit him. The guy instinctively, because he's protective of his car, wow. he backs up, and, the, and then the cop car hits him. What are you doing? Now look what he does. You're backing right into his car. What are you doing? Use. No, you ran into his truck. Yep. He's not doing anything wrong. You gotta now be they, cool. they You gotta be joking. Yeah. And they hey! drag him onto the street. What do you think you're doing? Watching the lady like reacts. Holy freak, guys! There's no need of that violence. You guys are violent. You guys are the ones who are violent, not us. Yeah. He did nothing wrong. You guys are going to mm -hmm. be on video viral. You guys will know. The world is going to know. That's only because mm -hmm. he's got the Trudeau finger, too. That's what they're bugging Yeah, the lady can't believe what she's watching. Mm -hmm. Like she's just completely and totally traumatized. Yes, this you whole did. Thing I now, here, thought you were running into it. Why? I don't want you to get hit by a car. I'm not going to get hit by a car. I'm not in the middle of traffic. You're in a lane that the police are I am not in a lane. Okay, so you can pause there. Yeah. So he did nothing. 
So here, let's give it, let's give a little recap what happened. This guy suddenly gets pulled over by a cop. He doesn't even fully understand why he was stopped. The cop basically just pulled him over, told him to wait there, kept him waiting there for 20 minutes. Lady shows up, obviously something's going on. He the cop waits for another police unit to come. Again, why do you need to call a second unit mm -hmm. for a traffic stop? Yeah. Okay. The, the, I mean, both of them understood there's pos there's a, a high possibility that they're that that this is political uh, targeting because he had some thick, you know some some stuff on his card that obviously shows he's with the protesters. The cops seem to be targeting him, but you know at the time they were yeah. just speculating. Another vehicle comes up, backs up to towards his like truck, which of course this is his truck. He's obviously yeah. protective of it, mm -hmm. and he backs up to the point. Remember, if you're in a, a big vehicle like a truck, you can't tell how close someone is in front of you. All you see is somebody backing into you, and of course you're like, "Whoa, hold on! I don't want my vehicle to get damaged." So he backs up to protect his vehicle. Then the cop backs up even faster and smashes into mm -hmm. his own truck. Yeah. Then the cops come out and then they then they say like, "What are you doing? What are you?" And then, then they they accuse him of doing wrong. Yeah, drag him out of there, pull him on the ground, and then again, I if you like, I've I've watched this video. No, now one of the cops has a uh, body cam, yeah. so they're basically used to getting away this with this nonsense. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. on top of that, they're manhandling this guy, throwing him on the ground, totally. And and then people even ask them. Like, what are you doing? How do you uh, how are you getting away with this? And they're like, you know, like, oh, you can tell that they're 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 smug and they're arrogant and they yeah. don't they don't believe that they'll ever be held accountable for this kind of mm -hmm. stuff. Now, this is horrible stuff already. The cops are the ones responsible for the damage. These are corrupt cops. Yeah, these are completely condemnable cops. They deserve no sympathy. They are absolute I I a-holes. They're complete a-holes. They don't deserve anything good. But here's the thing. This is in Ottawa. Ottawa is already in a very tense situation. It is already on high. There's yeah. a lot of like they're, they're going on. fuel to People a power bank. There are. So if you're a police officer, you think, okay, I'm going to maybe like cool things down, but they're making things worse. Mm -hmm. People are now mad at police officers. Yeah. This is the kind of thing. If this if you're a police, if you're one of the police officers here, You've just put your other officers in the city at risk. Yep. Because somebody you 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 might have you might have made it so that somebody in the city who's seen both the old man who got manhandled and this whole incident, somebody's going to be mad, and then some other officer's going to do something really stupid. And mm -hmm. I hate to I hate to say it, but somebody might just be so pissed off. That they might come at you with yep. a baseball bat or something yep. and smack your one of your colleagues on the back of the head. Yep. And you know what? That's your fault. It is. Because you are you are stoking this kind you're of well, you're stoking division tensions. and hatred. Yeah, you're stoking division yes. and hatred, you're stoking tensions, and then you are not caring whether what you're doing yeah. is right or wrong. All you are doing is saying uh my police chief has basically said that anybody involved in the pro with the freedom convoy the freedom protest must be arrested yeah and it doesn't matter how you do it mm -hmm. and they're a public nuisance and i consider them to be terrorists so yeah it doesn't yeah. matter how you arrest them just yeah. do it and whether mm -hmm. you make a public spectacle or not is irrelevant because we'll just use our pr funds to to quell it yeah but thankfully, yeah, just... due to independent journalism and, and videos like this, the, the news mm -hmm. is getting out. 
the information is getting out that the police in Ottawa have they've taken the role of worst cops in Canada away from Montreal. Yeah. And Toronto and Calgary. And Toronto they've and had some Calgary. really bad incidents. Like all of these cities in Canada have had these terrible incidents. But Ottawa is taking the cake because Ottawa is doing so simply not because of any ordinance, not be any, just because their police chief has told them to do it. Yeah, you have to remember that Ottawa is one of the richest cities in Canada. Mm -hmm. By per capita, the people who live there are, are some of the oh, most well-off people. This is the, the this is this this city is the epitome of the ivory tower. Yeah, this is like the the uh, Versailles in uh, in France. Yeah, where the king of of the king of France lived, Marie Antoinette, living in luxury while they pass and like starve and yeah. you know get angry and all that. This is basically the 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 peak in, this is peak entitlement. Yep. the people here literally literally believe that they are better than mm -hmm. everyone else in Canada, and uh, you know oh oh please daddy yeah so this is the kind of things that are happening in ottawa mm -hmm. uh in police services across canada like the police in canada it's so sad seriously i used to believe in the police here yeah i i'm i'm, I'm literally ashamed of of the police service everywhere like it's just it's just becoming it's gone like, it really is becoming it's gone to the point where yes yeah now now there is some good news uh so first of all saskatchewan the first story from Post Millennial. Saskatchewan has actually, you know, like, you know, even though there, there wasn't any protest there, the the premier of Saskatchewan has actually opened, uh, declared that they're going to drop all the vaccine mandates and all the other mandates. Uh, so, Post Millennial story. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Saskatchewan, yeah, I can quickly go over them. Uh, Saskatchewan drops mask mandates, vaccine passports, passports will be dropped on Monday. Uh, mask mandate will expire at the end of February, and uh, that's basically. Moed said that the vaccine policy would create deep divisions across the province. That people would remove the system, which had effectively created two classes of citizens. He's one hundred percent right on that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, now the benefits of the vaccine policy outweigh the costs. Most of the vaccination does not prevent transmission of COVID like it did with previous variants. That's not really true. And the policy has mm -hmm. thus run its course. It's time to heal mm -hmm. the divisions in our communities over vaccinations. It's time to come together as families and friends, as communities, as a province, as a, as a nation. Let's not judge our neighbor because they may or may not be vaccinated. Good for Mo. Mm -hmm. That's a good statement. Good for Mo. Yeah. And then, of course, Alberta does the same thing only a couple hours later. What was the divide? Saskatchewan was... 11 a.m. and then Alberta was 6 p.m. Mm -hmm. So Alberta Premier announced on Tuesday the province would be phasing out COVID restrictions effective immediately. Uh, so <clears throat> vaccine passports amongst the first to be ditched on Tuesday. Oh, this was last week. Kenny announced that the province's COVID cabinet committee had announced careful and prudent plan to remove Alberta's public health restrictions and move on from a widespread pandemic response to get our lives back to normal. Mm -hmm. It'll be enacted on three steps. So the first step slated to go into effect February 9th. Vaccine passport program will reportedly end at midnight tonight, which is great. According mm -hmm. to the Alberta government's website, the first step of the plan includes the ending of restrictions exemption program, which required people to show their vaccine passes. Mass mm -hmm. requirements for children under 12 in all settings and all children's in schools uh, will be done away with on February 14th. It'll be next Monday. 
And then step mm -hmm. two is scheduled for March 4th, but it will only get, go into effect if hospitalizations are trending downwards, which is the big if because we already know the Alberta government and AHS they love has to play with the numbers. numbers. And we've proven this yeah. in the past. We so have. they can show hospitalizations or whatever number they want. And yeah. they can get away with it because nobody holds them accountable for it. The step yeah, these guys are liars. And, that, and I'll say straight up. Yeah. Oh, they're liars. They're, they're, they're full no of liars. They know it. Yeah. And that, it's, it's problematic. It's really, really dangerous. It's saddening. But it's, it's what it is. And that's why we exist. We exist to show, A, that the truth matters. And B, that if you see an organization or an individual that has publicly lied and, is do, and continues to do so, without remorse or recourse, mm -hmm. then they should not be trusted. AHS, yeah. their data should not be trusted. The Alberta government yeah. should not be trusted. None of these provincial governments. Like, I know they're removing restrictions, and that is a good thing. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to give them applause for it, because guess what? They did the same thing last summer, and they said open for good. That lasted three yeah, months. Mm-hmm. So I don't trust them anymore. Neither should you. We should all be ready for more restrictions to be coming back in a few months when there's mm -hmm. another variant. And oh my gosh, it'll be super dangerous and we have to be super scared of new variants. Back, back and then it'll be the back to where, you. and then it'll be like, oh, the us opening up didn't work. Well, mm -hmm. that's when you need to unite more than ever. Like, yes, anyone with a pulse should be able to see that the trucker convoy is responsible for these provinces mm -hmm. accelerating their restrictions removals immensely. So yes, thank a trucker. They did this for Rabble. you. Rabble. These guys are heroes. They're heroes. And I mean, they may be that. charged. They may be charged. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Some of them may go to prison. That's horrible. We yeah. should definitely fight against that. I, I say we shouldn't stop. This is not good enough. No. Like we should not be satisfied with Until this kind of gone. nonsense. Yeah. Until they're gone completely. Until they're this, all gone. this is not an, an acceptable compromise no this is this is garbage you need to get rid of these entirely right now yeah now um like i i will i will tie this in to what we talked about earlier joe rogan apologized to a mob yeah okay but that was that was not right because he's apologizing to people who, who literally cannot yeah uh who who, well, who are bad actors who they're bad care. actors like here, here to apologize but, but, for something that he but, has not done yeah but let me finish this point like so what yeah. what the thing is here if kenny and if Tinshaw want our, our trust, they have to earn it. And they cannot earn it by giving us little, like, here's a little bit of freedom. But so we're still, we still have you on a leash. We're still, we're going to let you out into the yard of the prison. But we're not actually going to let you out of prison. Like, these, these people are, uh, like, they don't have a right to put us into this kind of, like, you know, mm -hmm. uh, hostage situation. They're, they're, they're the bad guys here. Yeah. And they have lied to us. And until they, they make up for that, like, like, one thing that Kenny needs to do, and, and this is tantamount to earning any kind of trust, he has to fire Hinshaw. Yep. And he has to hold her accountable for the, oh, yeah. the massive well, amount of damage and lies that she's responsible and for. And make yep. a serious push to say that like funding for AHS is going to be heavily reduced unless you yes. make your numbers widely available. And yes. to make it so that there is serious public accountability for where your funding goes... Yeah. And you should definitely fire Verna Yu. Yeah. And he should make amends. It's not just 
Don't just go firing people. You need to make amends to people. You need to like literally make amends to the churches that you've damaged, to the businesses that you've damaged, to the people whose lives you've destroyed, and apologize for the enormous amount of lives that you've spread. Your government still has not like proven in a court of law that your policies work. You have you've been told to do it many many times, but you've allowed these individuals, such as Dina Henshaw. To mm-hmm. say, well, I was busy when mm-hmm. it was easily found out that she was vacationing. Yeah. Like, yeah. this so government this... has no accountability. And if you want to be reelected, Kenny, then you need to say, yes, I am going to take the necessary steps to make sure that I have restored public trust and that something like this never happens again. Yeah. These people have absolutely destroyed, and, and rightly so, these people are, are absolutely. Like Kenny, like he he seems like a nice guy. He is not. He's not a good person, and mm-hmm. he doesn't deserve any any. And like he he literally he legitimately should qualify on the crimes against humanity. Yep. Both him and many people in his government have engaged in crimes against humanity against his own citizens. Yeah. And I I really do. It is not that I want like him to suffer. I just I want him to be held accountable. Yeah. Because he has harmed. Well, it's it's not about people. vengeance. It's about justice. No. It's about justice. This is like these people are responsible for one of the greatest crimes in human history. Yeah. And they, we shouldn't have compassion on them. Now, uh, moving on from that, Kenny, I watched, I, I, only, I was only able to stand so much of it. It was just, it was so difficult, so cringy. But if I, if you watch this whole thing, what he did is he basically went through all sorts of rationale to justify, to try to like justify all of their decisions thus far. And to make it sound like, you know, like, oh, yeah, everything we've done was totally by the book and totally scientific mm-hmm. and totally worked. And it's like, they're all lies. So we're going to cover some very quick things that happened this past week to show you yeah. that this, this entire thing is bankrupt. Is nonsense. Everything is bankrupt. So this is a study that came out this past week from John Hop- Johns Hopkins uh, University. This was a meta-analysis, a massive study. They went through data points from like like dozens upon dozens of major studies yeah. and here and what they concluded is that the actual supposed like you know like um benefit of lockdowns was statistically non-existent yep like it was almost almost useless virtually we've been saying this for a year but this study has essentially made it pretty much undeniable yeah that these these lockdowns have had no impact positive impact on 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 covid cases and on deaths yeah. and on illnesses mm-hmm. they have done nothing and so when kenny says oh lock and by the way these are when they say lockdowns they mean non-pharmaceutical interventions mpis that means yeah. anything that doesn't include medicine or vaccines okay that means masks mm-hmm. that means social distancing that means like shelter in place shelter locking in place. you in your house that means restrictions on how many people can go anywhere. All of this is useless. And this is not by, not the only study. There are many, many more mountains of data that have all proven these lockdowns are garbage. I encourage you to go look at the study. I remember like we started going through it. It was it was quite remarkable how much how 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 damning the evidence was yeah. from this study. And this is from a very reputable uh you know uh like you know like Research center in the in the U.S. The second one 
this is a study from uh, Israel. Israel. So this is from the Jerusalem Post. Israeli study offers strongest proof yet of vitamin D's power to fight COVID. You want to read this one, Stephen? Uh, Israeli study offers strongest proof yet of vitamin D's power to fight COVID, bolstering previous research. Scientists published remarkable data showing strong link between vitamin deficiency prevalence in Israel and death or serious illness amongst patients. Israel scientists say they have gathered the most convincing evidence to date that increased vitamin D levels can help COVID-19 patients reduce the risk of serious illness or death. Researchers from the bar Ilan University and Galilee Medical Center said the vitamin has such a strong impact on disease severity they can predict how people would fare if infected based on nothing more than their ages and vitamin D levels. Lacking vitamin D significantly increases danger levels. They concluded in newly peer-reviewed research published Thursday in the journal PLOS1. Yeah, so I'll, uh, I encourage you guys to go read this uh, study. It's yeah. amazing. Again, like something we know, for... like we knew this. Like, yeah. okay, so in North America, the pandemic basically started in late March, early April. Uh, we knew yeah, March this. We knew that vitamin D was a significant factor in COVID by May. Yeah. Basically. So all of, like July, okay. by, definitely by July, we knew for sure. Oh, for sure. For sure. We knew that. And it's like, okay, so it's now almost two years from now. And mm -hmm. people are just now saying, oh yes, vitamin D is a big effect. You know yeah. how you get a majority of vitamin D going outside. No, actually no. Well, uh, okay. That's a big portion. No, 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 actually, yeah. because you don't go outside enough. Yes, uh, but like, yeah, you're right. Like the idea of going outside, but in Canada, and I, I need to say this because I remember oh, yeah, researching this a little bit. Um, if you're in Canada, and I'll tell you this straight up, if you're in Canada, like north of the, like, what is it, like the uh, 24th, 40th parallel? Or I don't know, I forget uh, where it is. Uh, 40 a certain, a certain, yeah, a 49, certain 49th, area, 49 parallel, okay, where there's a 49 parallel. If you're above that, the chances of you getting enough vitamin D are virtually null. Like they're very, very low. Unless you even work in outside. summer. Well, even in summer, it's difficult because of like how little time the sun is actually on uh, at, at the right uh, elevation. Mm -hmm. It's not that you. It's not that you need to get sun. You need to get sun at the right angle in the, in the yeah. right amount. Mm -hmm. So it's difficult. That's why everyone should supplement with vitamin D at. Bare minimum, 3,000 international units. Uh, they actually even recommend 5,000 international units per day. That's yeah. the actual recommendation. Now, vitamin D cuts your chances of severe illness and death from COVID by more than half, if not like significantly more than that. Yeah. It is unbelievable how, how, how much this helps. Now, here's the thing. Canadian governments have avoided saying this to everyone like the plague. Oh, and do you, do they, you remember what they, do you remember what Doctor Fauci said about vitamin D? What did he say? He said, I think it was like mid twenty twenty one, and he's like, vitamin D does not help in coronavirus nearly as much as people say that it does. Yeah, it's garbage. And it's like garbage you scientist. are such a piece of trash. Well, did you hear what? Do you remember that interchange between back when uh, Derek Sloan was still an MP, mm -hmm. and he asked uh, Patty ha Patty Hayju, Hayju, yeah. the uh, he asked her like, you know, what? Like here's here's seventy five studies, peer reviewed studies, talking about vitamin D. Why why won't your government and Health Canada recommend this to uh, Canadians? And she responded with like, I encourage the member 
uh, you know, like to, to stop listening to, yeah, member opposite to stop listening to wild allegations and conspiracy theories and actually do some research, you know, and like basically she, she ridiculed him. Yeah. It was, and it was it just was so stupid. It was absolute garbage. So like the government has lied to you uh, about vitamin D. They've lied to you about zinc. They've lied to you about ivermectin. They've lied to you about hydroxychloroquine. They've lied to you about a million other treatments that are what? revolutionary. They lied to you about masks, too. They lied to you about masks. So 47 studies confirm ineffectiveness of masks from COVID. Or for COVID and 32 more confirm, confirm their negative health effects. This is from Lightsight Yeah, so this is not from last year. This is, a, this yeah, is this last is year we study. had this. Yeah. And by the way, I encourage you to go through this. There are so many studies that have gone over masks and the effect of this. The CDC has already admitted, uh, even recently, that cloth masks are virtually non, like, you know, they're virtually useless. Mm -hmm. Then they've then they've also like concluded that surgical masks are virtually useless. A the mask filter is about five microns. That's how small, that's how yeah. the size of a, uh, the filter on a surgical mask. The virus is less than 0.1 microns. Yeah. It's like trying to stop a mosquito with a chain link fence, mm -hmm. like I like to say. Yeah. You're basically, it's, it's useless. The, the, the fact that people believe in these things so much. And, and here's the thing. Kenny, with, like he, he removed so-called so the vaccine passport. He didn't remove it. He just made it optional, but he's still basically enacting it. But he basically kept masks for adults. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're going to take them off of kids. Why? Because that's a touchy political issue. Yeah. But, oh, no, adults have to keep them on. What, based on what science? None. None. And they haven't proven it. They have not, not proven that masks work. They just talk it. They, they claim it. But they've never proven it. The Alberta government, and I, and I challenge anybody, please, anybody, provide me with the evidence that the government of Alberta has has given for masks because the only the only actual supposed like you know like evidence that uh, Dina Hinshaw has provided to one doctor was so thoroughly and embarrassingly debunked and shown to be absolute mm -hmm. bunk science by this one doctor that it was basically a joke and they never responded after that you're like I and, and I, I hate to say this to you Kenny is lying to you Dina Hinshaw is lying to you. They are liars. Yep. And I and I'm I, I, I and it's not that I'm making like crazy accusations. They're verifiably telling you lies. They're verifiable lies. Yeah. And I mean the vaccines, of course, we've talked about you know all the problems with those. They're lying to you about that as too. Just our government is lying. This is why we're not satisfied with this incremental little by little. Here you here you go. Here's your freedom back. It's like no. The charter says they cannot remove your charter rights unless they can prove that it's absolutely vital. Yeah. Now they're just taking it for granted that your that your charter rights are basically optional and, basically and completely yeah, arbitrary. Mm -hmm. Which is so aggravating. Mm -hmm. This is why we're not satisfied with just a, no. oh, here's a tiny freedom back then. And we won't be Give satisfied until yeah. we have everything back and we live it nor we live normally and we have guarantees that they will not go back to lockdowns as soon as they find it convenient yeah and one of the one of the things that needs to happen uh in order to guarantee these things 
is, and I hate to say this, like and I, as much as I don't, I do believe in justice. The people who are doing this need to be held accountable. Why? Because that's one of the most effective ways to ensure that it doesn't happen again. That's mm-hmm. why the Nuremberg trials happened. Yep. The, the crimes that these people did in, in, in Nazi Germany were so heinous that they needed to make a absolute display so that people would be wary of ever doing mm-hmm. Why Kenny, Trudeau, Fauci, Biden, all, all of the people who have been behind all this stuff, they need to be held accountable. They need to like either go to prison or they need to be executed, depending on the level of, of, of involvement that they had and how much damage they've done. You know, like I, I legitimately believe that they need to be executed. Some of them. Oh, yeah, some, some of them legitimately sure. have to be executed as a form of justice, not as a form of revenge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't seek revenge. Seek justice. Yeah, absolutely. Just like we say, don't be rude. Be shrewd. Be shrewd. <laughs> All right. That's going to be the end of today's show. I know it's been a long one, but thank you. For... There was a lot of stuff we needed to cover because we, of course, did not have a Thursday show. So thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you're following us. We only our... got... It's been an hour and 40 minutes. Yes, it has. So that's yeah. almost our longest. Yeah. but No, we've had longer. Almost. One hour and Almost 50, I think. Yeah, we, one we had one episode that was an hour and 50 minutes, but we don't like to go an hour and 50 minutes. Yeah, I know, I know. But th- today was big. Yeah, today was good. So, if you're following us on our video platforms, BitChute, YouTube, Rumble, and YouTube, then mm. subscribe. Share this video with yeah. friends, family, co-workers. Help Go them to be informed and help them to be shrewd. Yeah. Also, if you can't like, uh, maybe like like or comment because that's how yeah. we know which it platforms are getting the, the most uh, engagement. Yes, yeah. and it also like, helps us to know like. Oh yeah, where, people. Where people who've been watching some of the la- latest live streams. If you notice, I've ignored YouTube quite a bit because up mm-hmm. until the past two live streams, we had zero feedback on YouTube. We would get zero chat for four hours, yeah. and it's only been recently that we've had some more vocal and active chat on youtube as mm-hmm. well as on our other platforms of facebook twitch and otherwise mm-hmm. and so now we're getting some more active feedback on youtube and that's been great uh mm-hmm. youtube still has their censorship policies which are garbage and we don't and post all our videos to youtube which is self-explanatory but mm-hmm. we do get more feedback and youtube is still by far the biggest video platform in the world mm-hmm also, if you're following us on Facebook, on Gitter, or on Twitter, then mm-hmm. like and repost all our content. Because yeah. that's how it gets and, out and... there. That's how it gets spread. And, yeah. of course, tell your friends about the platform. And if you have questions, if you have commentary, if you would like to be a potential guest on the show, then let us know. Mm-hmm. Send us an email. Yeah, send and... us a link. Send us a comment. Whatever. Yeah. And as always, like, you know, I always like to tell people, like, you know, like, uh, check out the website because that's where everything, if you don't know what platforms we are or what the links are, uh, everything's there. You, you'll you find everything very easily. All of the resources that we talk about on the show, all the links and the articles will be posted there. Uh, but also, like, uh, uh, like, last week, I actually updated the website. So I completed the uh, early resources uh, page. So that's now completed. You can find all the resources on that there. I've also added a new page called Shrewd News where whenever I find like really good articles that you should be aware of, I'm posting them on there. You can find them, read through them, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, basically, I'm, I'm providing you with a whole bunch of new information that you should be know of, including the studies that we talked about that they will be up there. So, yeah, use the, if you want to share with people, share the website because that's that's how people will find all the yeah. all the links to every platform. Uh, and, and if you put it on YouTube, it, it, it's right on the homepage. They'll be able to see it straight from there. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's work hard so you don't have to. Yeah. That's going to be it for today. Have a great couple of days until we see you on Thursday. Always remember that the shrewd dudes, why be rude when you can be shrewd? Have a great couple of nights, everybody. And as always, God bless. Get out of here.